I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the podcast, Players in the Game of Life. Today I want to talk about a very damaging subject. That subject is the deadliness of anger. Stay with me while we go through a little something here. I think this is something that everybody deals with. Scripture tells it that Saul, King Saul, was so angry with David that he did some crazy things. Some of us, when we're angry, do some crazy things. But there's a price you pay for. Few people in Scripture even exhibited as much anger as did King Saul. Saul's anger seemed to corrupt when David returned from battle. And the women greeted him with this song. Saul has slain his thousand, and David has slain his ten thousand. The scripture tells us Saul was very angry. And the saying displeased him according to 1 Samuel 18, 7 and 8. In his anger and jealousy, Saul twice threw his spear at David, trying to pin David to the wall. Saul also put David in a position of authority, hoping that David would fail to lead wisely and thus be discredited. Saul also required that David kill 100 Philistines before he would give him his daughter in marriage, hoping that David would die while fighting the Philistines. And Saul pursued David continually for more than a decade forcing David to live in exile and move frequently from hiding place to hiding place. Not only did Saul pursue David without mercy, but he ordered the murder of those who helped David. He even turned on his own son with murderous intent. It is easy to see anger at work in a person such as Saul. Violent outbursts lead to a boiling rage that manifests itself repeatedly over time. The angry person often has visible changes in physical appearance such as dilated eyes and tense muscles. Internally there's blood pressure rises and the stomach feels tied in knots. It is far more difficult to recognize anger in ourselves. We tend to tolerate a great deal of anger in our personal lives. Some even see anger as a sign of strength or power. But God's word, however, forbids such an ungodly tolerance of anger. That kind of anger damages emotional health and well-being and hampers spiritual growth and witness. Satan would love to do nothing more than to disrupt you in your mind have you think that you're going crazy or go off to an extent to where nobody wants to hear you it even damages your mental and spiritual growth your spiritual growth especially and it also tears apart your witness my brothers and sisters when you get angry and you allow yourself to be tormented or you allow others to push those buttons it can drive you to a position to where your witness is no longer a good one. 
how could you serve a God like you serve and count on and believe in him and trust in him to help you through such situations when you're steady going off yourself. God's word, however, like I said, forbids it. But you know we have the tendency as human beings to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, and how we want to do it. God closely links wrath with the work of the evil in our lives. So the scripture admonishes us clearly. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil, according to Ephesians 4, 26 and 7. My brothers and sisters, let me tell you about anger. Yes, the Bible says, in your anger, do not sin. I'm not saying that you won't get angry. But I'm saying that we ought to be responders and not reactors. When you become a responder, you think about the things that you're about to do. You think about the things that you're about to say. Do you know how many people are wound up right today in the penitentiary because they let go their anger in a way that they did not intend to? Nobody wakes up in the morning thinking that they want to sit up and go off on somebody or do something to somebody that would cause any undue pain, any unnecessary pain. And even further, they don't want to do anything that's going to cause them maybe 10 minutes to 3 minutes to get into, but 30 years to get out of. Anger is nothing to play with. Emotions and feelings, true enough, are nothing to play with. But sometimes we have to remember that you don't let other people make you do anything. You don't allow the people to hurt you in a form or in a way that causes you to lose yourself. When you lose yourself, that's just what you do. That makes Satan happy. God no longer, you make it impossible for the Holy Spirit to come in when you put up a wall of anger around yourself. And you want to display your feelings. Yes, every now and then, I'm not going to lie to you, there are times that I don't like people. I may even say something, you know, that, that lets them know I don't like them. But in a way, I know that that's wrong. I have to catch myself every now and then. I'm not perfect and neither is any one of you. We are subject to let sometimes anger get the best of us. But I'm telling you this, and I'm speaking from experience. I know that there are some people that truly I do not like. But because of the Holy Spirit and what all God has done for me and how the Holy Spirit helps me, I thank God that I'm no longer like I used to be. Oh, and there'd be a lot of people that ought to be thanking God right now that I'm not like I used to be. But the same help that I've received, the same things that I'm going through, I know others go through. But there is a way, my brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, I know that there is a way that we can control it. We can't do it in and of ourselves. I've tried and I couldn't do it. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, I can do it. Sometimes we have to remove ourselves from a situation, but we don't remove ourselves totally from it because avoiding it is not taking care of it. Truly, we there's, there's, there's communication that has to be done. And I know and you know as well, that communication is the basis for any relationship. But presentation means a whole lot too. You can sit up and tell somebody how you feel and do it with respect and do it in a way that doesn't cause the other person that you're talking to to build up a fence himself or herself. 
you can talk to your son, your daughter, your mother, your sister, your brother, your wife, your boo, whatever it may be to you. But how you bring it is a different story. That's what makes the difference, people. How do you talk to people? How do you convey your feelings and emotions to other people? I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying hide in a shell. It just says, and told it to, and the word says that, that God looks at that and it's senseless because it creates problems. Once you are angry and you harness or you live with that anger for a while, it creates something in you. In you, yourself. So really you're doing more harm to you than you're doing to the individual that you're angry at. And the person that you're angry at, all they have to do is wipe it off the head. Just wipe it off. Like, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to let it go. Let me give you an example. You got two, you got a wise man and you got a, a not so wise man. And the wise man and the unso, not so wise man are arguing on the, on the corner, out in public, just hollering their brains out, talking to the top of their voice. How can you tell who is the wise man? The answer is you can't because both of them are acting a fool. You cannot sit up there and put yourself in a position to where you act off. And that is not responding, that's reacting. We are not reactors in Christ Jesus. We are responders because we don't do it by ourselves. We have the Spirit of God that dwells on the inside of us that helps us and makes it possible so we can contain ourselves. We have the gift of love and long-suffering. Now, the Bible says that we should love everybody, whoever they are and whatever they've done. But you do not have to like them. God nowhere says that we have to like somebody that's mistreating us. But it does also tell us that we have to treat them like he has treated us. I'm quite sure that all of us, I know I have, done some things in my life that are unpleasing to God and I'm quite sure that he wanted to just let me have it but I'm so glad God is God and that you're not because somebody else may have said let him go let him go forget about him don't help him anymore just cancel Christmas on him but God decided that in spite of all the things that I have done against his will that he still in spite of myself helps me I know this by experience how many times have you sit up and said God if you let me get out if you help me get out of this I promise you I promise you I'll never do it again God knew you was lying when you said something to him about it but what did he do he helped you anyway did he help you when you wanted him to help you maybe not did he help you out of the situation at first? Maybe not. But when he did show up, you needed him to show up. But guess what? If you keep on doing it, you're going to cause yourself headaches and stomach aches. Your blood pressure is going to go up. Your nose will start bleeding. Your stomach will start turning into knots. If that's what you want, then have at it. But if you want to be free from that, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that we wouldn't have to be subject to the laws of sin and death. So when people got on our very last nerve and 
we felt like reading them the riot act. We felt like just plain cussing them out. We didn't do it. And it makes us stronger. The Bible says that he'll make our enemies our footstool. That doesn't mean that you go and rant and rave and call him everything but a child of God and show how strong you are, how much you can curse. It, that's not it. What it does when he says that, it, it helps elevate us to another level. It puts us in a position, my brothers and sisters, where we can now handle certain things. Where I used to go off, I don't go off no more. And I don't attribute that to myself. I attribute that to the love of God. That love that he has for me. That he has instilled in me by letting the Holy Spirit dwell on the inside of me. And the only way that can come is accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Yes, I know. I know. I'm not saying that you don't have a relationship with God. But how is your relationship truly with God? If you can steady cuss somebody out, I mean, that may be your language. I don't know. I'm not here to put you in hell or anything like that. You don't even have to think like me. Besides that, all I say is this when I talk. All I want you to do is think. Just think. You don't have to think like me. You don't have to even agree with me. But how would you like someone to talk to you in a way that is disrespectful or demeaning? I would rather not say anything at all. My grandmother said, if you can't say something good, don't say nothing. Learn how to speak to people. We need to learn how to speak to people. It's hard to recognize anger in our own selves. We know that we may be upset and we say that we're a little upset. But we want to handle it by ourselves because we think we're that strong. Well, let me tell you something. Satan uses anger as a way to destroy our relationship with God. Do you want your relationship destroyed or do you want it built up? That decision is yours. It's not mine. But mine, my brothers and sisters, I'm going to do everything in my power with the help of the Holy Spirit. That if by chance one of these people upset me to the point that I feel like going off, I pray the Holy Spirit hurry up and God come quicker than right now to set me back in my place where I should be. Because I don't want to do anything that's going to thwart or thwart my relationship. Am I perfect? No, I'm not. Will I make a mistake? Yes, I will. Will you make a mistake? Yes, you will. If you haven't already made one today, keep on staying woke. Keep on listening sometimes. I bet you make another mistake. You might be making one right now and saying this man don't know nothing about what he's talking about. He don't know nothing about me. And you're right. I don't. But I do know some things about some people. And we all have the tendency as human beings to make a mistake. But we have to keep pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. When we do that, I guarantee you that every, no, everything is going to work out just as fine as we want it to be. Learning how to talk and how to communicate with people is a gift that is enhanced by the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. My brothers and sisters, this was something that just touched my heart today. And I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I know it's hard out here and the struggle is real. We can't allow who's in office. We can't allow a basketball game, a football game, a, 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 a dirty, corrupt, unreasonable employer, a knucklehead employee, or nothing like that. Like I said earlier, your, your child, we know good and well. You was a child once. I know good and well your mom and dad didn't think that everything you did 
was roses. I'm quite sure you pitched them off for many a day. Sometimes you paid for it with a <laughs> with a good whooping. Sometimes you just go out and talk to. Them. They know how, and some of our parents and our grandparents knew how to just talk to you. But if that doesn't do any good, truly the Bible says, spare the ride and spoil the child. But if you're a grown man or a grown woman, and you're still letting people get on and push that button on you to where you go off, you need to check your relationship with God. Now, I have to go. I want to talk to you again next week. I don't try to be on here long, but I want you to share this with somebody. Just listen to it and have a conversation about it. And don't get heated and don't let anybody upset you to the point to where you start going off on them. Have a conversation and use discretion. Learn how to present whatever it is you want to say to somebody else. God bless you. I'll talk to you later. May everything that happens to you be something that fulfills you and establishes you in the kingdom of God.